Hello, it's Nicholas Sparkles of Gold. Welcome to another recording YouTube video podcast. Um, if you're into this, if you like what I'm saying, uh, uh, please hit the subscribe button, rate me, comments, thumbs up, the whole deal. Um, I'm committed to this. I'm going to keep going. Let's jump right in. I'm going to talk about some transits here from March 4th, 5th to like March 10th or 11th. I'm going to go kind of breeze through them. Um, so I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to jump into a thing actually that has to do with the moon. And right now I'm doing this in the middle of the night, like one something in the morning Pacific time on March 4th. Um, and I'm going to talk about something that happens every month that's been happening every month for a while here. And it will for a lot of this year. Whenever the moon is in Aries, it comes across it's there for two and a half days. By the way, for those who don't know, the moon goes through each sign about two and a half days and goes to the next one and the next one. If you total 12 signs up, it pretty much turns out to be a month, okay? So whenever the moon is in Aries for the two and a half days, as of late and in the future here for a little bit, it touches upon Chiron in Aries. Chiron, the wounded healer. This is a wounded place. And so anybody who's in Aries, anybody who has Aries placements in their chart. And by the way, if you don't know that, if you don't know that, you can always hit the show notes or the bio and get a hold of me and I'll send you your chart for free and I'll point out where the wound is in your chart. <laughs> and and you can remember here what I'm about to say because it's to actually help with this wound. So the, the moon's touching Chiron here every month and the Aries and, and other people, by the way, they're going to feel this raw wound get pushed, touched, and the moon in general is dealing with emotional content, okay? Uh, it's how we like to nurture, how we nurture, and most importantly, how we get our essential needs met, how it happens. And, and the moon's in Aries, it's going to happen in a very raw, unfiltered way. I need this now. I am hungry. Give it to me now. Raw emotions, raw sensitivity. There's no thinking. They're just doing. It's, very, it's ruled by Mars. Mars just likes to initiate and go and do. Sometimes it goes... It, well, not sometimes, but it's impulsive, okay? So now you take that energy, and it's in the moon placement. Moon is raw motions, and you're touching Chiron here, which is raw wound. Now you could see what I, I'm talking about every month that's happening to the Aries people, to people who have Aries placements, and to those who are around the 49, 50, 51 age who are having what they call their Chiron return. Right now, Chiron is in Aries in the sky, and... It was there with people born, you know, ages 49, 50, 51, something like that. So those people are included here. And you're dealing with something here that it's not just raw on the surface, raw wound, but internally. Depending on where it is in your chart, it can give you more of a focus on where. Here on this transit chart, it's the fifth house. So let's just say, you know, fifth house, we're dealing with creative raw expression. Someone who had, let's say, Chiron and Aries or had Aries placements there and the moon's hitting it every month might not feel like outputting creatively or showing themselves creatively. They're bothered by it. They don't feel supported. And as a matter of fact, it's like happening in reverse. They feel burned or it's this expressiveness that's supposed to be outward and creative and beautiful. It's actually hurts and and they don't feel expressive and um they feel stuck that's an example right so for me a way to deal with something like this is 
is the Aries person, the moon and Aries person, the person who has Chiron and Aries or has Aries placements, they need a space to let off some steam. Now, since we're talking about Aries, I'm going to take it to a physical realm. Like they need to actually say something out loud, hit a punching bag, go to the gym, <laughs> do something that, that blows off steam when their wound is getting touched. Okay. And I also think conversation is huge, but the conversation has to happen with someone who can understand someone's wound like here and understand the rules because the moon and Aries touching Chiron is going to, the words are going to be raw and they could be hurtful and they could be venomous. And someone across from there holding space for a person needs to be able to handle that and to have the armor to deal with something like that and have an agreement with the person like, okay, you let off some steam, you know, and I'll be here for you. Now, for the person who's letting off steam, they have to be respectful. If, they, if that impulsive part can recognize and be respectful, then you have a cure to this wound and a way of processing through this kind of moment every month. Again, this is for the Aries people, someone who has moon in Aries uh, or Aries placements in their chart. I know it's an interesting way to start off a video and it has nothing to do with the rest of the week, but um, I think it's very important because it's an ongoing story. One I will talk about more in the future. Be nice to your Aries people. You know what I'm saying? Hold space for them. And you Aries people, remember that when you shoot venom, it hurts people. There's consequences to what you do. So there's a balance in how you can deal with this. All right, I'll stop ranting about that. Um, here we are, March 4th, um, <laughs> moon in Aries. And we also have the, the sun at 13 degrees, uh, moving up towards its conjunction with uh, Jupiter and Pisces at 14 degrees. Um, we'll go to the next day where you can really see this. This is when the conjunction is happening. And uh, you'll hear many different things about this. What I will tell you is that uh, Pisces always needs a container for the water for it to get its, its, its uh, hopes and wishes fulfilled. Um, some astrologers are going to tell you not to do anything with this. The traditionalists are going to say that. Modern people are going to tell you it could be the luckiest day of the year. Whatever the case is, what I will tell you is, is it is an important chapter in the Jupiter and Pisces transit that started again the beginning of this year that goes till the middle of May. And since we're going to have a more Piscean story happens, the more we go in to March and into April, it is a chapter in the story. Do you put your hopes and dreams and wishes out there and, and, and in a sense because of its conjunction with the sun? You can, sure. Just be realistic about it and know that hopes, wishes, and dreams and, and universal love and all that can only happen with work. So that's what I mean about having a container to hold the water in. So if you're going to do a ritual, if you're going to do this and put something out there and, and touch into the divine love, divine connection within yourself or outside of you, know that it will need work afterwards, that you just don't, it doesn't just happen. That thing I just said, by the way, it'll just happen or some the old school phrase you'll hear, the universe will just take care of me. That's a very Piscean sentence, Piscean thing, as in like they walk out the door and everything will fall their way. They just trust the universe and everything's going to line up. That's some Piscean talk right there. And that's, I believe in that, but I also believe in, in it. That's, that's just part of the story that um, the universe always takes care of you actually, but it's 
for you to take the steps and to initiate. So you can initiate something here with this uh, Sun-Jupiter conjunction. But remember, you have to do the work afterwards. 29 degrees is a very interesting degree. They call it the anoretic degree in the astrology world. On March 5th here still on the Saturday, you see that the Venus and Mars and Capricorn are at that degree and they're about to finally leave Capricorn, which they do on the next day on March 6th. At this point, the moon's in Taurus and you see Jupiter. The sun is past Jupiter now, 15 degrees. And there is Venus or Mars and Venus in Aquarius. Now we have a shifting in the story that's going on here with Mar with uh, Mars and Venus as it, it's been in uh, Capricorn uh, um, and it passed just past Pluto last week. And I mentioned earlier that stuff's lingering. It's not going away. It, that's an imprinted deep moment for the rest of your life, by the way. And if you're definitely affected by these transits, but especially now it's still happening in raw, but there is a shift in the energy uh, with Mars and Venus, and it gets really heady because that's what Aquarius is. It's an air sign. It's heady. It wants to synthesize things, get scientific about things, pull things apart, put them back together, and make them even better and take it to a higher level. Uh, Saturn ruling um, Aquarius, it does rule Capricorn too, but it's a different kind of thing now. And Mercury, at least for the next couple of days, is there. So there's a lot of mind power involved here. And this is where I think... The shift from Capricorn to Aquarius is crucial because there's a little bit of pressure release involved because Mars isn't in Capricorn anymore, having to get the job done at, at all costs. And now we have a little bit of a, a let off and it goes more mental. And well, depending how much more mental you want to take it. But th there is a pulling apart uh, and putting back together with the mind. And here's where something new can be brought in, a different outlook, a different way, something ingenious, actually. Ideas can come in a way here. Now, if you take everything I just said and you're relating it to Mars and Venus and the dance they've had, especially with Mars overtaking Venus and having its way with its aggressiveness, here Venus starts to have its way eventually and, and will be... Uh, running the narrative and those different ways of thinking, feeling, even nego and, uh, or negotiating the ideas of the mind. If Mars and Venus can come up with some new ways of looking at this story of the last month and really the last three months, um, there could be a new way of relating. I'm being hopeful here. You, you cannot help but be hopeful with Mars and Venus because in the end it's not just it, it's you know love hate or love and war and war and peace and we know what's going on politically but something might here there could be a way to look at things from a different angle and infuse that in the negotiations in the dance between Mars and Venus and and, and give it space for that infusion to do its thing and and let those ideas, those new ways that to, 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 of looking and relating, to manifest themselves and to play out. So it's a, I think it's a good thing. I still think there's a lot of wounding going on from the last two to three months with Venus and Mars. It all depends on your chart. It all depends on your story. Um, we go into the next day on the seventh. Um, the moon just passes uh, uh, Uranus. And has its monthly <laughs> electrical impulse that happens. Um, and um, at this point, too, 
uh, Mercury's uh, moving farther and farther away from Saturn. Um, I'm also going to I'm gonna pull up something here. Some of you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm kind of going to breeze through here. Um, yeah, because we have the moon's going to be squaring. That's the other thing, by the way. The, the moon in Taurus, uh, March 6th into the 7th, is going to square uh, Mars and Venus. And that's something we're going to have to pay attention to those days. There's some, some sensitivity going on with the fixed signs. It's a 90-degree angle. They're both running the stop sign at the same time. So there's some tension there too. So, you know, you just look to the, the Aquarius and to the Taurus parts of your chart, and you can see the relationship going on there, Mars squaring uh, Mars, or excuse me, uh, the moon squaring Mars and Venus. And especially, let's give, give the exact, I don't know, time, but late Late March 6th into March 7th, you know, Moon and Uranus are involved. Um, we will go, I will jump really quick into um, something else I saw. Um, and that is Mercury going into Pisces, which is going to happen. I'm just going to steam ahead on March 10th, which is a Thursday. At that point, the Moon is in Gemini. Um, this now adds to the ongoing story we're going to have with the Piscean dream world, uh, in March into April. So, uh, now we get into a place where, uh, there's no boundaries with the mind, <laughs> no synthesis of the mind. It's just like wide open and, um, and which could be a great thing. I, again, I'm a big believer of containers. You're going to utilize a Mercury and Pisces transit. Um, it's great for creativity. It's great for getting writing the song, the magical song. Great for listening to the song. Um, the different ways that we communicate with each other creatively, all different types of artwork. It flows in an area like this. But again, I'm a big believer of, of containers and structure. And if you bring some structure in to a Mercury and, and, and uh, Pisces transit, then those things actually do get down on paper. You don't just go off into la-la imaginary land and then not take your ideas back and they, be, they dissolve into nothing. If you have a pen and paper on hand or a recorder to get them down. Now do you see what I'm talking about? Um, at that point, um, we are at March 10th. I'm breezing through here. I'm probably going to miss a transit or two. Um, and I just wanted to go as fast as I could on this one because I have some other videos I'm going to work on. Uh, and that's part of what I'm saying here. I'm not doing... Yeah, March 11th is a Friday, which next to you know, the moon's in, in Cancer. Um, listen, I like to end my videos on a completely different thing. What it comes down to is this right now. We just had... And we, we just had a... A ton of heavy transits the last two to three months with the Venus retrograde in Capricorn. Now, now it's in Aquarius. Mars and Venus are still dancing together. It, there's still a story being fulfilled here, and and I I would encourage you to not look at it as something separate from the last three months, but look at at it as a shift. There are always solutions to be found when you're dealing with Mars and Venus. Those solutions take a, just a different way of being and you have to step out of your bubble. And especially with heavy transits that just happened with Pluto involved, 
it's good to take a break and to give yourself space with all of this. And I use the word space because Mars and Venus are in Aquarius. I use the word space in a different way because now we have, we're going to have Mercury, Jupiter, the Sun, and Neptune. They're in Aquarius. At this point in March 11th, the sun's about to come up on the 22 degrees of Neptune. Lots of open, no boundary space with the water. You feel me? So we have some space to deal with, but it doesn't mean that the challenges are done with uh, interpersonal relationships or with the bigger relationships in the outside world. But what happens with space I think are solutions and you can get your one's bearings together. You can look at things from a different point of view. Um, you can do that with others and, um, and there might not be so much pressure involved as it were when, um, you know, planets were in the Capricorn side of things. That's my view on it. You know, I, um, I'm always going to say and end my videos to try to come from a place of compassion with your heart, um, with a centered mind. And if you can line those things up, even if it's for one moment, you have more than 50% of the work done. After that, it's the actions that you take. Do you stand in honor and integrity? Do, do you stand in a place of like for the good, for yourself for those that you love and for the world. Remember, um, those you love, when they look at you, and whether they say it with words or not, they look at you with that light in their eyes or they show their caring and their love, it's because they see that in you and it's reciprocal. There's transference going on. If you happen to be out there watching or listening to this and you are alone and you don't maybe have a relationship or that kind of um, dance with the world right now or so on and so forth and you're alone, I want you to hear my words. I'm with you right now. You're not alone. I feel it. And I see your light. And I see your beauty. And the wounds too. And it's all part of being human. In these intense times in the world, we have to remember the simple things. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.